Blog Talk Radio. for news junkies. Since there certainly has been enough said about the Second Republican debate and Donald Trump's soft side, (laughs) I thought I'd take a look at some of the other headlines this week, like the one on AOL that challenged all women about their necklaces. Are your necklaces out of date? I I thought to myself, well, how can a necklace be out of date? (laughs) So I looked at all of my necklaces, because I have necklaces from all of my trips over the years, all over Europe and all over the Caribbean. When I first started cruising in the Caribbean, I did do my own exploration of the different islands. I would just hire a local cabbie to take me around. But sometimes when we came into port, then... Just at the local dock, you know, the islanders would have those little cardboard boxes sitting on the ground, and they'd be sitting on the ground behind their box, and they'd have all these things that they had made themselves that they uh, wanted to sell to the cruise passengers. And they would call out to us, you know, as we walked by. And I would just say, no, De Niro, no, De Niro. And, well, this one little old lady just called back to me, and she says, I take Visa MasterCard. I couldn't believe it. I thought, here I am in this third world country. These, you know, little island people made their little trinkets and they're set up to take Visa MasterCard. So she had this these darling little necklaces and they were little children, uh, little uh, little children that were made out of wood and... Uh, she had painted them to look like they had on the pretty clothes, you know, of the islands. And each little child was strung on this beaded string. Well, it was just so darling. I pulled out my visa and I bought one, $10. And I wear it a lot. Well, how could this necklace ever be out of date? Another necklace I have is a real silver dollar that's mounted in a gold frame and it hangs on a gold chain. Well, how could this necklace ever be out of date? Another necklace I have is an aquamarine stone that's set in a gold frame with a tiny diamond on each side. And this belonged to my mother. And I got it when she passed along with... uh, a set of aquamarine earrings with tiny little diamonds on either side to match it. Well, how could this necklace ever be out of date? Another necklace I have is a cluster of blue glass, little clusters of blue glass that are in the shape of stones, and and they're collected together on a band that's made of blue crystals. It's just gorgeous. Because I live in a retirement community of 18,000 seniors, so it's common, you know, for someone to die here on a regular basis. 
and there is a six a sister duo who conducts estate sales here every week. So that, you know, after the kids go through and get what everything they want, then the sisters come in and price everything and do the estate sale to the public. Well, I bought this necklace at one of those estate sales. Because, you know, sometimes there aren't any children. Sometimes there aren't any heirs. Because the lady who lived downstairs from me here died last month, and she was single all her life. She was a U.S. Army nurse, retired, never married, never had children. And when she died, the Salvation Army came and took everything out of that house everything, all her furniture, her clothes, all the stuff in the kitchen, the bathrooms, everything, because there there are no heirs. This will just go to the state. So I bought this unusual blue stone necklace at, at an estate sale years ago, and apparently where there weren't any heirs, and it's an outstanding piece and every time I wear it, I get so many compliments, and people are so interested in it because it's unusual. Well, how could this necklace ever be out of date? <laughs> and the last time I visited my sister, we were going to my niece's wedding, and at the last minute, right before we left to get into the car to go to the drive uh, to drive to the country club. She asked her husband to go get her gold necklace out of the safe, their private safe in their own home. It's a $3,000 18-karat gold beautiful necklace with 18-karat gold earrings to match. And it just looked stunning on the soft blue silk blouse she was wearing with her navy blue suit. How could this necklace ever be out of date? So what is the purpose of this headline? Are you wearing out-of-date necklaces? (laughs) Remember last week when I asked you if you feel like you're being manipulated by the news media? And remember how we talked about how most headlines are designed to create some kind of a crisis for you? These crises are to cause you to worry or be alarmed or scared about something or to be astounded or, in this case, about the necklaces, make you think you'll miss out or not be accepted or in some way not be fashionable or be judged as stupid or worse, poor (laughs) and ignorant. (laughs) so that you will want to go out and buy whatever new trendy fashion thingy that's being pushed today, which probably will be out of date tomorrow. (laughs) So would you click on the video to look at the new long necklaces that you're supposed to wear now and a cluster of them? Of course, of course, lots and lots of them, this latest jewelry craze. And would you want to go get new necklaces? Would wearing these new long necklaces make you feel better about yourself? And then when you see Kim Kardashian and she's wearing several of these long necklaces together, you would think, 
I look like that. I look as good as she does. Or would a new, long, trendy necklace be able to jumpstart your self-esteem and make you feel more beautiful? Would you feel more important? Would it make you feel smarter? I have always been such a rebel at heart my whole life that if everybody else is doing it, I'm going to think of something else to do. (laughs) I don't like being one of the crowd. Because my mother had always taught us kids that the majority is always wrong. You know, this is mostly true. And that's why all of these polls about what people think are just plain useless to me. Who cares? I mean, how is this helpful to know what the majority chooses or what the majority wants? You know, I've always just considered what do I want? What do I think? What do I choose? So let's just take another look here at how you handle the headlines and the way you are affected by polls. Because is it important to you to know what the majority thinks? Does knowing what the majority think help you make your decisions? You know, Donald Trump has used this very well-known method of persuasion in his campaign to keep himself ahead in the polls because he talks about being a winner. He talks about being number one. You know, he brags about it. Because it's a known fact that people just like to be associated with a winner. People like to feel like they are acceptable and that they fit into the norms. And people like to be validated in their beliefs. Because a lot of people, I guess, just aren't sure about everything, what to do, you know, or what is right for them. So they depend upon a lot of other people choosing what they choose, and then they feel assured that what they chose was the right thing. But I learned this early on in my wedding business. When I first started, if a bride booked me, I had tried to make her feel like she was the only only bride I had, and in most cases, she was. <laughs> but I learned that a bride isn't totally confident in making choices for her wedding, and She wanted to know if other brides had also selected me to be in charge of their wedding. So when a bride would call to discuss a date, even though at the beginning I knew I didn't have a wedding book, I would always say, let me check my calendar and see if I'm available. And then while I was checking, you know, I would talk a little bit about weddings that I had done or a wedding that I had coming up. And in my wedding officiant school, I tell my students this, that after you take my course, you're going to feel like you've done a 100 weddings. And so this will be the level of confidence that you will have. And until you have your own wedding stories to tell, you can tell mine. So your bride is going to feel confident that she's chosen the right person. Because knowing that a 100 brides have already used me for their services makes the bride feel like I will do a good job for her. Now, of course, today we do have Yelp and other services to help us choose, and people do read those reviews because this is the whole philosophy now behind social media and getting likes. It must be okay, I guess, if one million people like it. (laughs) But have you ever looked at those things on YouTube that get over one million views? I mean, they're just mostly people doing crazy things, bizarre people doing 
bizarre things or animals doing funny things. Another million viewer uh, video uh, is by Taylor Swift. She does get millions of views. And then the movie trailers for Back to the Future and Star Wars are over a million views. But then do you know that the biggest YouTube views with six or seven or even eight million views are the gaming videos? This just makes me wonder if everyone in the world is just sitting around playing a video game on their phone. But wanting to fit in and be accepted by others is a basic need of the human being. And it all goes back to when pretty much we take our first breath and we find out that we are here in human form and outside of the womb where everything was cozy warm and food was plentiful to now being an independent sovereign being who now needs to let down a howl to someone when we're hungry. Feed me, feed me. And from that very beginning as a human being, we're going to have experiences in life that are going to either make us feel loved or not feel loved. And as we continue to breathe and to have these experiences, we learn that there are other people in this life. (laughs) And the first people that we're in contact with are our parents and any other siblings in the home. And then we found out that there were rules and regulations we had to abide by. And early on, even within that second year of life, we began to feel that sense of self within us, urging us on our own individual specific path for our own individual specific purpose. And we would do things that were in opposition to the prevailing government of the home. And then our experience with this type of behavior would be developing our sense of self more and more. Whether we were, whether our self-expression uh, was encouraged and allowed to grow and blossom, or whether we were pushed back down inside of ourselves and told to sit down and be quiet. I can remember when I was about twelve. I just had this overwhelming and demanding feeling within me. I have to get out of here as fast as I can. (laughs) And I went out and got part-time jobs that kept me busy when I wasn't in school so that I was away from home as much as I could be. And at 17, I went to live with my aunt for a year. And at 19, I was married because that took care of it. I now had my own home, and I could live my own life. You know, once we're able to have our own home, a home is where we can be who we are and to do what we want. I would say to you, anyone who is listening to this show right now, if you're in some sort of a situation that's bad for you, begin today, actually right this minute, to create a plan to get your own home. Later on in my life, after living in other people's homes for uh, quite a while, I knew I needed to have my own home again, and I bought a notebook, and I began writing in that notebook every day on every line on every page in that notebook. 
a home for Marcy's body, a home for Marcy's body, a home for Marcy's body. And as I wrote these words in the notebook every day, every day, every day, I could begin to feel the forces of the universe beginning to set up the resources and conditions where I was able to get my own home again. And I've been living in my own home now again for 14 years. And it's the most precious place to me in all the world. Here is where I create my radio shows. Here is where I have all of my most precious possessions. Here is where I am free. Where I am who I am. And I told God when I got this home that it would be a haven of rest for any weary traveler on the road of life who needed a temporary place to regroup and rethink their life. And I've had a series of souls pass through my home in various stages of reconstruction and revision, and I've provided them safety and comfort, a sanctuary full of unconditional love. And then I've sent them forth to be able to conquer again and be in charge of their life. And now I offer a room for rent on Airbnb, and I'm having travelers from all over the world pass through the door of my beautiful home to be refreshed here in beautiful Southern California. So no matter what our experiences have been in the past, no matter if we were loved or not loved as we were growing up, there does come a time in everyone's life when they can step out and take up the reins of their own life and begin to say, I want this, I'm going to do this. I don't want that, I'm not going to do that. And we begin to set our boundaries, and we begin to express who we really are. And here is where most people feel like they need the validation. But just let me tell you, there isn't anybody else like you. So to look to others to validate who you are, is going to cause you to then perhaps choose something for yourself that isn't in your highest and best good. There might be a majority who believes in it, but it's not good for you. And that is why it's important for you to begin to realize whether you're being manipulated by these headlines or not. Would you feel embarrassed about yourself? if you didn't have any of those new, long, trendy necklaces to wear? (laughs) Would you feel now that all of your necklaces are out of date? So today, just take a look at all your necklaces. And remember where you got them. Remember why you bought it. Think about how you feel when you wear it. Do you have a favorite necklace? And would you be strong enough within yourself to confidently wear that favorite necklace and not feel like you weren't fashionable? So what I'm trying to say here is, do you make your own decisions? Do you observe and reflect and then make your own choices? Or do you try to fit into the norms, be accepted by the majority, so you could could be swayed by a headline? that reports a poll of what other people think, and then you make your choice based on that. I would like to encourage you today to consider what helps you to make those normal boundaries for yourself. 
episode tonight, are you going to look at your collection of necklaces and decide that they are all out of date and go out and buy three or four of these new dangly long necklaces and bunch them up and wear them together so you can look like you're in fashion? So when you see Kate Middleton wearing several long necklaces, you can feel like a princess? (laughs) Or are you going to look at your necklaces and realize the affection that you have in different ones and remember those wonderful moments when you first bought it and think about how you feel when you wear it and how it goes just perfectly with this one particular outfit that you have and then choose to wear that necklace and walk out boldly and confidently into the world, not trying to fit in and to go with the majority, but to be the person who sets the trend. So that's my show for today. (laughs) Tune in on Fridays to take another look at news headlines.